Hello and welcome to Queer Media Pills, the podcast bringing queer media to your ears one small pill at a time. My name is Mars, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm your host. Today I want to talk about a TV show, it's a Netflix production titled Nobody's Looking. I'm pretty sure that because it's a Netflix production you can watch it on Netflix wherever you are. Not 100% sure, it's definitely available in the UK, so look it up. And it is a Brazilian production. Did I say the title already? I cannot remember that. But the title is Nobody's Looking, in case I didn't say it. And the plot is essentially... It's a office sitcom about guardian angels. So if you like stuff along the lines of Good Omens, you're probably gonna like this as well. It does tackle a lot of very important themes in quite a clever and funny manner like it deals with is there a god do our actions really have consequences and why should we care about the consequences of our actions if there's no punishment for them and that kind of themes but all packaged in this fantasy very whimsical office comedy like i said which i absolutely loved I'm a sucker for like casual fantasy like this. Um, the idea in this universe is the guardian angels work in an office and they're given like every day a task like a human to look after and make sure nothing major, nothing bad happens, but like without interfering too much. And uh, and the main character is this newly born guardian angel like they're birthed as adults ready to do their job and there's a whole mystery around why he was birthed to begin with because there's not been a new one in 300 years i think so it's a whole deal and he's the one who starts questioning the whole idea of like having to follow orders that are given mysteriously and without any explanation and so through like there's a lot of levity but it does also really hit the mark in exploring these existential themes and it does so while having a very wide array of like characters with their own distinct journey and uh, storyline and they're all like very much people i really like how well they're written to be these like complex individuals and i also think it's super duper queer for many reasons first of all because these external onlooking perspective means the the main character uli keeps questioning things to a exaggerated degree like he starts questioning social rules that the humans use and everyone else is sort of used to that's just how it is but also it does have quite a few queer characters in it there's several bi characters i don't remember exactly because i've seen it a few years ago maybe last year or two years ago but it is quite a few bi characters i remember of and more importantly not that by representation isn't important but more importantly there is one ace character which they don't quite use the word which i know is very annoying i always find it quite annoying when characters are coded as a certain identity but then everyone sort of toes around the label and avoids it but i think in the context it makes sense i would have appreciated if they did use it but 
I don't know if they're gonna do it maybe in the second season because it is as of now just one season eight episodes 20 minutes each which also means you can catch up with it very quickly I think I did it in one or two days and it's uh, it's very quick it's very good it's very funny but yeah like because they're dealing with so many characters I don't think it's too bad that they don't quite use the word because also the main character like not the main character is not the main character but the character who is ace is figuring this out for themselves i'm not gonna use gender pronouns because i don't want to give away who it is because it's a plot point but this character does sort of like figure out their identity and sexuality throughout the show so maybe in the second season they're gonna explore this more i am not a huge fan usually of queerness being linked with supernatural characters like you know they're angels so they're asexual but i think what's wonderful about this show specifically is that it really doesn't do that because other characters who also are supernatural beings aren't ace which means it's not because they're angels you know it's they're human in their living of sexuality and some of them also are ace which is i think much better mad something that really makes me angry about a lot of uh, supernatural shows or like fantastical shows that have queer rap is that we are often sold on it being proper representation when there's this kind of word building excuse for it and it's like no like as a non-binary person, I exist and I am real and I'm a human being. You don't need, oh, but they're a robot, oh, but they're an angel or a demon or whatever, or a dragon, I don't know, to justify why your character is non-binary or asexual or, you know, all these less represented identities that are often linked with being inhuman, I think I really like. I think I really like how there is no direct reason there. Like I see a lot of I see a lot of this happening within Good Omens where there is no specific label put on the characters explicitly by choice of Neil Gaiman who has said this uh, on social media several times and in interviews, but then the fandom goes, Oh, they're clearly non binary, they're clearly asexual because it said that all angels have no gender. It said that angels don't have a sexual attraction. And it's like, okay, but then they're just angels. You, you know, like, magical angels don't exist in real life. Angels, as they're portrayed in supernatural shows, don't exist in real life. Angels as a spiritual concept might exist, but they're not quite the same so to make up a world in which this identity only exists because this supernatural fantastical creature works that way and humans don't um often sits very bad with me and i know that's a feeling that a lot of queer people have because it strongly dehumanizes it so i'm going on this whole negative rant to be like but this show doesn't do this and that's what i really really appreciate about it and yeah i think other than that 
it's just overall a very good show. I would absolutely recommend everyone who can to watch it. It is, as I said, on Netflix. And it's definitely gonna bring a little bit of uh, delightful existentialism in your lives. Which is what we like. That's how I live my life. Delightful existentialism. So yeah, this isn't a very long episode. Really like, true to my name, Queer Media Pills. And I hope you enjoyed this. If you want to talk about it, I am here and I'm ready to talk about it. Because I absolutely love it. And you can find me at Queer Media Pills on, on Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Or at QueerMediaPills.com, my website. Much like this week, the next episode is also going to be on Saturdays. Because, I don't know, I think people just listen to the show more on Saturdays. Like... I always notice an uptick in listens on Saturday, so I might as well just make it a Saturday show, I guess. I didn't think the day would be so relevant, um, which was foolish of me, clearly, because, like, it's an on-demand, so I don't understand why the day this comes out is so important, but somehow it is demographics, graphs, math, all foreign things to me. But, you know, figuring it out as I go. So I'll see you, or hear you, or, well, I guess I won't see nor hear you, but you'll hear from me next Saturday at 4pm on this podcast. And, yeah, until then, goodbye.